0: everyone, I'm Erin
1: Bagwell. And I'm Diana Matthews. Welcome to Beaver Talk, the podcast where we give Hollywood unsolicited advice about feminism.
0: In our world,
1: Fifty Shades Freed is pulled from theaters to make room for more Black Panther. Kendrick Lamar's album is the soundtrack of
0: the year. And Hollywood is officially out of excuses for not making minority and women-led films. Let's get
1: it together. Join us as we deep dive into all the things that fire us up about film and television. The glorious, the misogynistic, and the groundbreaking. This is is Beaver Talk. Beaver Talk. Hi. Hello. Welcome to the show. How you doing? (laughs) I'm great. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very excited. We have quite the guest with us today. Yes. Our girl today is creative, expressive, analytical, and outspoken. Toy Banks is a digital advertising professional, blogger, black culture enthusiast, and human rights advocate. Woo! Yeah, girl. She attended the one and only University of Georgia, where she earned a BA in advertising and completed a number of African American and women's studies courses. After graduation in 2014, she began her career at Comcast Spotlight in Atlanta, later relocating to New York City, where she has now been here for three years. And in her time here, she's already worked for several media powerhouses like Discovery Communications and Time Inc. Hello,
2: Toy. Hi. Hi.
0: Oh, my God. Thanks so much for being yes. here. Yes, thanks
2: so much for having me, lady. A New Yorker for three years. Yeah. I'm the real thing.
0: How are you? <laughs> How are you liking it? What's your favorite part about living in the city? Oh,
2: I. I love it. I love the opportunity here. I love that, you know, it's so much going on. Like, you can never do everything here. So if you're looking for anything, like, you go outside at 10 o'clock at night, 1 a.m., you're going to find something to get into. I love it. I had a weird phone call at, like,
0: 7.30 this morning with, like, someone who's kind of mentoring me. And she was like, have you ever heard of this place? Like, I've been in New York. Like, I've lived in New York my whole life. I've never heard of it. And I was like, that's, like, what New York is. You know, it's all just... It's constantly discovering and evolving right. and like one of the joys of being here.
1: Mm-hmm. Everything is so new and exciting.
0: Yeah. The stereotype is real. <laughs> we're busting out crop tops and green lipstick. We were talking I'm... a little bit earlier how New York kind of identified, like I feel like the first year you're like in observation mode mm-hmm, and that's... then the second year your style starts to really flare and you start to like really kind of figure out who your New York person is.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting place because it's, like, everyone's watching and no one's watching. Yeah. So there's kind of this permission granting of, like, anonymity. So you can really just, like, go there with whatever you're thinking of experimenting with.
0: Totally. Toy, do you feel like your style has evolved at all from living here or have you seen it? A-
2: um, you know, to be quite honest, I – my mom purchased all of my, like, fashionable clothing when I was like in school so like mm-hmm. I've been learning how to get back in touch with that since then but I've always yeah. kind of felt like I was stylish but yeah you I would are say I'm mm-hmm. I I like, it. I just...
0: black turtleneck she's wearing like a leopard <laughs> scarf because she's got like a streak in her hair her <laughs> <I'm nails laughs> yeah are gold the streak and is me coming
2: into myself for sure yeah yeah um then I purchased this nice little furry jacket last week so Ooh. I would say I'm coming into it this yeah. is my first one ever
0: I love it <laughs> so fun. Yeah, New York does let you, that permission granting is so true, Mm because like nobody cares, Mm -mm. and you can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, you can wear green lipstick
1: to a movie, Mm -hmm. a a movie like Black Panther at midnight, and people on the train are just like, whatever, who do you think, like, who cares? Yeah, no one cares. great. Speaking Um,
0: of. I know, before we dive into Black Panther, because we have so much to talk about, and I'm so excited to just get into all the things, because I feel really emotional about this film, and I'm excited to get into it. But, Toy, I wanted to know before we start, Oh, there's a ruckus happening around us. Um, Was there any, like, media or television or film, like, anything growing up that, like, really influenced you or you really, like, clung to or really shaped you as a young person?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, There were several. Um, Moesha, the Parkers, I don't know if you guys are familiar, um... Sister Sister with Tia and Tamara. Yeah. Yes. Smart Guy. Oh my god, Smart Guy I was obsessed um, with. Right? Yeah. It um, was. I loved all of those shows. Yeah, they definitely influenced me growing I up.
0: I feel like I was singing the Moesha theme song like a couple of weeks hey, ago. And I was like, I Mo- need, to-
2: to the- <laughs> need to the to Yeah, I was like, I need to like do a YouTube or I'm sure it's
0: on
1: something.
2: I it gotta is. go
0: back. That was a fun one. Did they have that one in Canada?
1: I've heard of it, but I don't think I've seen it but I don't think we had it in
2: Canada. Teen in.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know I need to get into. It. There's a couple of. Were you
0: at, like a TGIF girl? Did you watch? Cuz I feel like Smart Guy was kind of part of that or was that a that Disney?
2: Yeah, I was all about Disney growing up. Growing yeah. pains, mm-hmm. um, Boy Meets Girl, all of those.
0: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Now, tell us about your I guess we are going to dish on our Black Panther experiences in the movie theater um were you like first in line to see it like what's your how, when did we see it i know it came out did it come out friday mm-hmm. last friday um what, what why did you went i don't know why you
1: went at midnight diana it scares me that you'd even go <laughs> oh to a movie that God. late <laughs> it scares me too i think i've lost why my goddamn ex- mind <laughs> um so there's this theater in brooklyn called the alamo draft house and you get like it's just, like, lounge chairs. It's very comfortable. It's very plush. You get real food. It's the best popcorn, I think, in New York City. And my husband is a huge um, comic book comic mo- book movie fan, mm-hmm. so he was, like, there was no way we weren't seeing it opening weekend. Yeah. And so he was, like, I really want to see it at Alamo Drafthouse because you're not allowed to talk at Alamo Drafthouse. so it's very, like, zhoo, into yeah. the film. Like, and you have a se- an assigned seat, so right. you know you're not going to be, like, totally. in the nosebleeds. Totally. So you are very much in control of your viewing experience. So do we sound like psychopaths yet? Maybe (laughs) a little bit.
0: Um, Well, I think with a movie like this, it's like I went in Union Square and we were an hour early and we sat like in the back row. I mean, you just don't know how like how many people are going to come. And I think going opening weekend, which we did too, it was like. You never know. Like, there's yeah. going to be millions of people. It's going to be mobbed. You never, right. You're never. you never really, really sure, like, what you're getting into. So it was smart that you, you know, made a commitment even oh though it was so late in the night. Okay. So
1: I made the mistake of leaving him to his own devices to get tickets. Because then you're getting home at, like,
0: 2 in the morning.
1: Three in the morning, <laughs> I rolled up into my apartment. This is giving me such anxiety. I don't oh know why. God. I mean, I took a nap at 9.30 at night. Like, I was like, yeah, please. this is the time to go to bed. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so it was, long story long, it was the last um, opening yeah. time slot. So we just ended up going at midnight because no one
2: wants to go at midnight. Right. So shocking, well, nobody will. Effects.
1: It was still sold out.
2: Wow.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Toye, uh-huh. what about you?
2: I actually went on Thursday, so it came out Thursday night. I don't know if you okay. guys know. We went to—I uh, went with a friend, um, also in Brooklyn. Not sure where because I'm not familiar with Brooklyn. Um, but we did go see it at like 11:45 at night. So I had was getting right. home at the like time. Like but there's energy. Ish.
1: Yeah, there's energy being like the first screening.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and the line was long, so there were tons of other people there with us. So, okay. um,
1: yeah. Cool. So fun. Yeah um should
0: we where do we want to start where do we want to dive in i'd love to just say off the bat that this movie made 404 million fucking dollars um in its opening weekend and counting and counting
1: i mean to think that the budget was
0: 200 million they've already crushed it they're done they could stop here and it's already one of the most successful marvel movies um it had the second highest opening behind star wars the force awakens and the biggest ever for a black director which is so exciting and also Mm -hmm. all my fingers and toes are also crossed for Ava DuVernay and A Wrinkle in Time because that one's coming soon too. Yeah I'm ready for like a bit of a space race here of like big
1: openings. And I'm loving
0: not that we want to give like because we're going to talk about Black Panther but I love the camaraderie between Ava promoting Mm -hmm. you know this film and like taking photos and I'm seeing the cast like Storm Reid is like tweeting at like Michael B. Jordan and like they're all like supporting and the community um, I think because these films are coming out at such close pr- proximity and because they're so influential, um, it's so cool. Like, it's, it, there's such a great sisterhood, brotherhood, something happening. Well,
1: it's just community because this is, like, this is the future of yeah. the industry. And so it's, like, there's no reason to compete. That is not going to serve anything. Yeah. And they don't want to. And I think that that's I think so it's refreshing. just so celebratory.
0: Yeah. And I think that's, like, one of the joys of watching the the – there is such a weird – not weird, but there's such a joyful, like, culture, cultural shift. I don't even know how to articulate it. It's, like, seeing everybody dress up and, like, create these moments and talk about Wakanda forever. And, like, there's, there is such a – like, it feels like a movement almost. Yeah, absolutely. And it was the weirdest thing. So I called my dad. I was going to ask him about another episode that we're doing. I wanted to, like, get his take about something. And, my, and I told him that I saw Black Panther and he was like, you know, I really need to see that movie. And my dad has, has does not go to the movie theater. He does not see any movies. He's not woke at all. And I'm like, why do you wanna see Black Panther? And he's like, something's happening. I gotta go check it out. Ooh, like I wanna, be part of, egg of, egg I wanna well. be part of the movement. And I was like, what? Like who, like this old like white army officer is like, I got, something's happening here. Like this is cool. He's like,
1: okay, honey, have a great day, Wakanda forever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm like, wow, it's, it's really, really um, such a joy to see. Yeah. I'm
1: loving it all. So let's dive in. What are who? Where do we want to start? I think, Toya, you kick us off. I think, like, okay. first impressions. What did you think? Give us the dish.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I personally really enjoyed the film. I thought it was well produced. And um, it was culturally relevant. Um, I saw a lot of symbolism and imagery that I really wasn't expecting to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was part of the, the crowd that was very excited for it to come out. Like, yeah, it's black people. Yeah, and, you know, sure. um, I really got behind the move. The, the movement to your point um but then i was like Because you see like the feedback and people are like why are y'all getting so excited about it and it's like because like Duh. you know like it's it's a a black produced you know directed um mm-hmm. movie, movie and i don't know like i was excited about it but then right. i get in there and then i realize like wow like they included a lot of a lot of to my point earlier symbolism that i just really wasn't expecting to see yeah so it, I thought, mean, it meant a lot.
0: I thought the themes within, like, the way that they communicated, like, African culture through Wakanda mm-hmm. with Michael B. Jordan's character as the, I guess, African-American community and, like, upbringing and that the themes there were so deep. Oh, absolutely. And so nuanced and so complicated. Absolutely. And so fascinating. And, and they really did a beautiful job, I think, of kind of having those two spaces be... Both really powerful in their own right, but then kind of share this space. There was like this really beautiful overlap, kind of towards the end. You know, spoiler, when they're at the sunset together, Mm -hmm. and you just want to see these two communities kind of
2: come together. Mm. Yeah,
0: absolutely, and support one another. And that would really, that scene really broke my heart. I was like, wow, this is so beautiful. It was beautiful, and I feel like the mat, even like from a masculine perspective, the compassion that the lead um T'Challa, T'challa he he's like I don't I mean obviously he has such a regal energy yeah he is like a king mm-hmm. there there's such a joy to see him kind of occupy that space but there's such a gentleness to him yeah and there's such a warmth that I feel like like what a great role model for men to see vulnerability right and compassion
2: mm-hmm.
0: I, I really liked who he was and I w- really liked I really liked this movie
1: yeah. I have lots more to say. <laughs> I like how we're all just kind of like little mice here at the mics. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so much to go into. I know. That's like, we need just, yeah, we've got to get into it. I also love this movie. I loved, I brought myself like into this world by, through the soundtrack. Kendrick Lamar's <laughs> album is everything. I just started listening yeah. to it. I haven't really deep dived yet, but I I everyone's talking it. about it, which I is love great. It. Um, and I got to say, the reverence to black women in this film Holy fuck. made it for me. Can I
0: just, I'm going to cut you off. I'm so sorry. I'm just going to read this quote from the director, um, Ryan Coogler. He says, our neighborhoods, our families were run by women who look like Lupita and Danny. Coogler said, that's how my mom looks. I saw my mom to be a warrior, a leader, a loving wife, and a magic mom every day. And I wasn't seeing that in pop culture. Like, boom,
1: a magic mom.
0: Yeah. Oh. I mean, to, like, pay tribute to these women by, like, making them warriors and seeing them as, like, the people who
1: are really – because the movie was about Black Panther, but it Mm. was really not about Black Panther. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I got to say, like, Lapita, obviously. She's Mm -hmm. just amazing. But also Letitia Wright – as uh, letitia right as the sister yeah of, and like kind of the cue of the mm-hmm. world like she's like showing them all the gadgets and stuff and yeah, she's right, like yeah. the smart one who's completely underestimated for yeah. sure and but totally uh, seen though and validated,
0: and like you know it's almost like they're it felt to me like they're keeping her um kind of in the shot not in the shadows but like per- they were protecting her because she felt like she had a youth to her that they're like
1: you're not ready yet Like, your time will come. But then there's, like, she's threatened at the end by Killmonger, and, like, there's this kind of unsafety, like, she's not totally safe, and I think that that's, like, an interesting play that they get at, is she's she's so playful and fun, Mm -hmm. but there's, like, this sincerity to it that I just think that the characters they wrote for them, the dialogue they had them speaking, how gorgeous they looked on camera. Totally. yeah, oh, Just a whole package. I actually
2: saw her as a warrior too. Like if you think mm-hmm. to the end, you know, when Killmonger, he sees her coming out and he's like ready to go and attack. She's like, no, you're not coming for me. Even when, you mm-hmm. know, spoiler, uh, they threw T'Challa over and she was like, I'm not staying here for this. Like, we, yeah. I'm going to fight for Wakanda. Right. You know? Yeah. So I saw her as a warrior too.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And can we talk about the general who is everything? Oh, everything. This woman is whose name in the movie is um, Okoye? Is that how we say it, maybe? Does anyone know? We don't know. It's played by Danny Guerrero. Yeah. Okay, Mm -hmm. so Danny's character. um, The fierceness, the the ferocity, is that a word? Mm -hmm. um, That she brings as his, like, right hand, his general. She's staying. And that scene at the end where you know, her and her partner her lover her husband we don't know really is that guy's relationship to her who was in get out um when he stands yeah when he's she stands in front of that fucking rhino and is like let you don't come right like (laughs) do not even try it right and the rhino licks her you're just like
1: yes (laughs) Ah, so many moments to just stand up and cheer yeah yeah and
0: her like fucking kicking ass in that gorgeous evening gown when they're in that like casino like thingy midabber.
2: Yeah. My was, favorite part was she was when she threw her wig off and she's like, oh, I can't do it with the wig. I so like, stunning. Yes. I need to be comfortable to fight this battle. Like, oh my God. I feel
0: like she had so many great moments with that spear. Yeah. It was just like
2: <laughs> May we
0: all have great
1: moments with the spear.
0: I loved it. And I loved that conversation that she had with her partner too about like you know, is this, between me and the country, who are you picking? And she's like, it's not even a question. Right. This is my job. It was like, women's brains exploded everywhere. Yeah. And they did such service to black women in this movie. It was really all about them. I feel like it was like, seeing this movie and seeing how well they treated the different characters and the dynamics makes, I feel like I liked it better than Wonder Woman.
1: One thousand percent. And I almost feel
0: like, I, when I saw one or one, I'm thinking, like, oh my God, this is a revolution. We got a woman, she's fighting, blah, blah. But like the dynamic that they were able to build in with the characters around Black Panther, it's like, oh no, this is a feminist film. Like this is what we needed. This is what we were here for. This is like he just raised the bar. Kugler raised the bar, I think.
1: Yeah, and he and he just presented you know, notions of of beauty and of strength that are not celebrated always. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I mean with love. Brown of love over all of things Wonder Woman, but Gal Gadot is not a hard heroine to get behind. Yeah. Like, she's a gorgeous white woman. Right. right? And she is strong, and she's she's incredible. And like I, yeah, she's a supermodel. I love everything that that movie has done for women, for men, for, you know, that's such a pop culture phenomenon, and we really, mm-hmm. I give it all of the credit for that. But this film elevates it. And Absolutely. And it's like, it takes it to another level of like, okay, well, if you're for her you're also going to be for this Mm -hmm. because that's what it is to be feminist and that's what it is to be intersectional and that's what it is to bring everybody up. And I think that I for sure like this more than Wonder Woman.
0: Yeah. I felt like very, I don't think I was expecting to be as emotionally charged after the film. And I just felt like, wow, like we've really seen a shift. Like Mm -hmm. we've really seen something happen. It felt... Kind of in, a, in the same way that I felt like, oh, wow, Wonder Woman is very historic. Like, obviously, Black Panther is as well. But I guess maybe I wasn't expecting it to emotionally impact me. Like, I felt like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm different after this movie.
2: It was great. Yeah, I think there were lessons on, on all sides, um, especially when you speak to, like, the African and African-American side of the movie. Um, I, I just feel like you see Killmonger's side of it and, you know, he's angry, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, he has... Endured all of what the the post colonialism kind of left us with here in America. I mean, then you see like the African perspective as well, where there is a sort of um, elitism Mm -hmm. attitude. Um, But you see it come together where T'Challa is being understand. Like he finds out, you know, a lot of Africans are like unaware of the transatlantic slave trade and what it. They're not aware of like the fact that it happened, but like um the way it kind of left us as black people here, mm-hmm. um, emotionally, financially, um, just in all aspects of our lives, how it affected us. So you see that kind of come to play and it's like a mutual understanding almost at the end. I think it was a mutual understanding. I would hope there is. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, like there is a, a, sort, of, a sort of sense that um, Killmonger is the villain, mm-hmm. you know, but he's also like... A true depiction of what it, can, what it can be like if you don't let um, some of that hate go. Like some yeah. of the anger go. But I, I loved a lot of the scenes for sure.
0: Can we talk about how hot Michael B. Jordan is? Yes, let's do that. Because I am in love with this man. He's so funny. When he came on screen with those little glasses in the museum... <laughs> <laughs> That's the one you're going for?
2: Let's talk about the museum.
0: <laughs> that scene was everything. It was. I loved his quips. I loved his like charm. Yeah. He is a movie star. Yes. I oh my Disney. god. And obviously when he takes his shirt off like a hundred times.
1: Wow. Yeah. Did the, you see Fruit Bell Station? I didn't. Did you see Fruit Bell Station? I
2: couldn't bring myself to watch it.
1: Yeah. It's a heavy one. I haven't even it's seen Creed. Incredible, I can't it's, wait to check to watch It's his, his that. breakout role, so you should watch Fruit Bell Station. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it's great. He's great. Yeah.
0: Wow, yeah, he's amazing.
1: I read a great article that was saying, like, (laughs) Killmonger wasn't so much the villain as he's, like, the antihero because of exactly what you're speaking to. It's Mm -hmm. like he is validated – he has a point. He has a point. He's, he's, you know, he's validated in his anger, but there's this whole thing of, like, he's going about it in the wrong way. And I loved seeing that tension play out. Like, that's so nuanced and something I don't feel like we've seen in other comic book movies. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, Kugler said – the director said that he – you know, he, so he was brought on this movie um, after um, T'Challa had already been cast as Black Panther. Mm. So he was a little bit nervous. He was like, you know, I need to make sure, like, me and this guy are, like, totally on the same page. And, like, you know, I can work with him. And, mm. I, you know, and then they, like, develop this really great relationship. Um, and, you know, to your point, he's worked with Michael B. Jordan with, in Fruitville and Creed. And he really wanted a villain that felt like he could bring kind of like a superpower, superhero energy to it because he wanted the stakes to feel really heavy. You know, you know the Black Panther is going to prevail. It's, it's a superhero movie. But if you're not feeling the stakes and you're not feeling like this is like a real competitor. So, I mean, I, obviously him and Michael B. Jordan have like a really delightful relationship. They're continuing to work together. And I think that was like a perfect cast because he was so charming and he was so relatable and even though he was like obviously like a little screwy and you know his militant um wanting to arm the world um and take over the world i guess there was still something so relatable about that yeah um, that was really nuanced and yeah and and he just brings his full Gorgeous (laughs)
1: self. Yeah, I mean,
2: aside from his charm and his looks, I I personally really loved how informed he was. Like Mm, just going back to that museum scene, like where he's asking, you know, the lady, "Well, where is this from? Where is this piece from?" And she's telling him the history. Yeah, and um, and
0: kind of speaking down to him. uh, Yeah, yeah, brushing him
2: off. Right, and and he finally gets to that last piece, and she says, "Oh, I think it's I think it's from some." random place and he's like no it's from Wakanda like he knew his history I think I think that speaks to uh, a lot of different things for one just America in general how the history that we've been taught has kind of been a little chopped and screwed in terms of like how factual it is and how inclusive it is um, but then also the fact that like nah like you're not you're not gonna tell me like I know where it's from already so mm-hmm. I thought that was very very interesting um, and he didn't just want to arm the world with like weapons like he wanted to change it like wakanda was a very like technologically advanced world you know he wanted to bring that to um, his people, so that they can be freed from, you know, the oppression. Like they talked about it in the beginning, when his father was killed, he says, you know, the people are oppressed here; they're police Like he, he's speaking to these very real factors in the community, and he's he just wants to change that. Yeah. Um, and whether or not it was the right or the wrong way, you know, they couldn't agree. But I think T'Challa, T'Challa did a good job at the end of saying, like, hey, like I, I, I'm doing something about it. It wasn't by bringing vibranium to the entire world but like we are going to use what we can what we have here to help everyone else
0: well it's interesting too because you know it it reminds me a little bit of like the malcolm x uh martin luther king yeah like their energy of like yeah how they're gonna you know communicate and like move the movement forward and it is like that kind of headbutting of you know figuring it out and i think they not even like obviously because the plot is fiction and Um, imaginary and things like that but just the energy of like um, Michael B. Jordan Kilmore's character being like a little bit more aggressive and more like you know action action, you know what I mean just like that kind of energy of how they operated in the movement was kind of
1: interesting yeah definitely the other big shout out I want to give in this film is to Ruthie Carter who did the costume design can we is it too late to get her an (laughs) Oscar can we get her one next week like can this happen oh my god it was stunning. Yeah, every piece of clothing. I thought put the, on the best screen. thing is when they're at
0: the UN, like the very. Did you guys mm-hmm. stay and like watch the yeah. ending endings? Yeah. With when he's wearing that like black suit and that beautiful like scarf mm-hmm. situation. Oh my god, so stunning.
1: And the scene at the falls where they're all like I sweating. Loved, I
0: loved the and coronation. Singing,
2: doing this. What a and beautiful doing that.
0: Yeah, what a beautiful shot. Oh, the color and the warmth and the, like, And And actually, um, the guy that plays T'Challa, Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman. Boseman, Is he British? That sounds like a British name. Is it? No? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, he posted a photo, (laughs) behind-the-scenes photo, and they're all wearing coats. So you know how freezing (laughs) they must have been in the water, like, doing all that. But that's such a gorgeous scene. Yeah. I also love the juxtaposition of... You know, like Wakanda and the city. And I will say I would have liked to see more of mm-hmm. the city. Mm-hmm. That's a very
1: popular criticism I would right like now. to see
0: more of like that world when they're walking yeah. through kind of the town square or whatever with all the – I want to see more of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I loved the other juxtaposition of being like in the mountains and the sets with like the snow and the
1: gorillas. And, oh, like, yeah. That was so beautiful too. Like what a great – Yeah, which was director's choice because apparently that world is set in comic books in a jungle. Oh. And the director was like, no, I want to put them, like, on the mountains of the snow it. and, like, yes. really, really juxtapose it to Wakanda totally. and, like, this warm and, environment. And, like, to show them kind of off on their own and
0: in the distant and totally. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Great choice. Cool. I know. Love it. We're right on board with everything. Yeah, so good. Oh, I loved it all. What else, girls? What else? Angela Bassett <sighs> looking goddamn gorgeous.
1: Hello. The woman is, she is aging almost,
2: backwards? Totally. Like.
1: She's pulling a Benjamin Button. Like, <laughs> she's almost 60 years old. It's That's insane. outrageous. I loved
0: it. Also, the director of this movie is only 31 years old. Isn't that wild? 31. 31. Directing a $200 million motion picture for Marvel. And it's not his first one. Like, he's done others. Yeah. I mean, Creed was a huge success as well and yeah. was a smash at the box office. Uh, his story is really interesting. I did, like, a whole deep dive on him and kind of, like, how he got hired. Um, and basically, there's another producer at Marvel who's, like, the only black person at Marvel. And he's like, okay, I'm gonna, we're going to make Black Panther happen, and we have to have a black person direct it. Guess who they went to first?
1: I think I know. Do you know? I think I know. Any guesses? Wasn't it Ava? Yes. Yeah. They asked Ava to do it. Bum, bum, bum. But she, like, wanted to take it a totally different way, and the producers were like, no thanks, right? I don't, we don't, I, it says nothing, it just says that it fizzled. Yeah, I thought there was a mm. bit of drama there. She also had wrinkle time Also, yeah, them, I'm sure she, pipe. there's no way that they can do both, but yeah. I thought that was really fascinating. Which also, again, just reinforces how, like, cool it is that she's promoting the hell out of this movie. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she's standing with
0: the movement and black people getting, like, finally, like, a spotlight in the media, and... Of course. What's not to love about it? Um, there's a four-hour cut of this movie that exists somewhere.
2: Interesting. Four oh, boy.
0: Four hours. So the, if fans are lucky, they say maybe that'll <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: that'll make its way to us. I want some spinoffs. I want a Lupita spinoff. I want... Facts.
0: Yeah, I want... I felt like we could have seen... I, lo- I mean, obviously, Lupita was great. The
1: general needs a spinoff. off
0: I feel like her character, I wanted to see... I don't know. Maybe that first scene where they're like in the jungle, we're supposed to like totally get her power. And I feel like we didn't totally nail it. I would have loved to see maybe more Lupita or more Lupita in the lead.
1: I think her power, though, is in her like quiet strength. Mm -hmm. Like there's all this stuff happening around her and she's just like doing the work. Like Mm -hmm. she's like just she I love Lupita because she's on screen. She has such a like strength to her. Without needing to really like perform
2: anything, mm-hmm. yeah, like And you think, just have to know. Uh
1: huh. Yeah, and I think that she, um, that was her superpower, was just like the sincerity of standing by her people, standing by um, T'Challa, being there for him. There was such a
0: like yeah, thing that's of, true. with her of
1: showing up and taking care of his family, mm-hmm. whisking
2: yeah. them away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, she actually, she was there. I feel mostly out of love because. Mm-hmm she was when we you know when we first meet her she's on this or in this car truck rather um, with people who have been kidnapped and I, she's like waiting to see like when she can finally you know attack or do whatever her thing was we don't know um but you know she later reveals like that she can't stay in Wakanda and just mm-hmm. be like you know his queen. his queen yeah you know like as much as she loves him and like would like to do that she's like i can't stand by while there are literally people out there with nothing, so that was her main thing. Is like, I'm I'm gonna be here. I'm gonna be here at your side. Like your father died. Like I'll come, help out, do what I can. But I gotta go. Like I have other things to do. Yeah. I, I love that about her.
1: Yeah, definitely. She's not just looking for. We're not looking for the the payoff being the love story, right. which yeah. is was so refreshing. And Hello. That's, that was like my biggest. Um, criticism out of Wonder Woman was like, we still had that because mm-hmm. that's in the comic books and that's yeah. totally fine. Um, but I was still kind of like, yeah, like, I yeah. don't care about the love story. I'm not here for that. The payoff for me is like seeing this incredible woman on screen do her yeah. thing. And- I'm all for a good love story too. <laughs> oh Yeah, just to be clear, really on board with that. You can listen to the rom-com episode. <laughs> but yeah, I liked, I liked that she was just kind of like, yeah, this like this is not what I'm about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Uh.
0: I liked it all, really. I wish that sh- that scene in the jungle was shot a little bit lighter. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was the projector or something, but it felt a little bit dark. And I don't know if they were, like, going for, like, a... Oh, you mean, like, technically lighter? Yeah, like, oh, okay. I, like, was, like can I see anything? Like what's going on? I was like, is it? Cause I know they're trying to maybe give us that mood of like, it's pitch black in the jungle, but yeah. I was like, we really kind of need to see. I like couldn't figure out like what was going on.
1: Can we get a fill light somewhere, please?
0: Do you know what I'm saying? Did that feel, anybody else feel that way or am I insane?
1: I think I'm okay.
0: All right. Just me. Yeah. <laughs> I would have also loved to see like another really tiny note. Um, when the general Danny goes down that stairwell in that Mm -hmm. red dress, where was the wide shot of that? I would have loved to see the dress like flared up in the back going, I felt like there was a lot of attention given to really close and medium shots, which was great. And we want to see their reactions and their facial expressions. But I, I'd like to, you make this $200 million movie, give us the sets, give us a little glamour. Yeah. I thought we could have pulled back just, just a hair on, on some scenes.
1: Yeah. Are there any feminist notes we want to give this film, or do we think that they nailed it?
0: I mean, I think the re- the relationship between the women and and uh, T'Challa was so refreshing, so lovely. I loved his relationship with his sister. I feel like we don't really get to see and honor like you know men and women on screen are always romantically linked, and to so this to see the family there was I thought really beautiful. I thought the brotherhood you know in the and. Kind of like what I was speaking to in the beginning of like the masculine role of like being vulnerable, being compassionate. You know, him caring so much about Killjoy and his cousin and his brother. I don't know. I thought they did a really. I don't have any. I don't think I have any notes. Anybody else? We're all
1: feeling that way.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I would have liked to see Angela Bassett do a little bit more. I as, like, really a very wanted a big low, scene. low, low note. Yeah, I the wanted- women totally took. Over, I mean, they were such an integral part. Mm -hmm. And as, I think, the queen, I would have loved to just, maybe just, like, a moment for her. And maybe it's in this four-hour cut, and they just couldn't throw it
1: in there. (laughs) We're going to have to all meet around the table again for the four-hour cut. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: That's my only note, maybe, is I thought she could have, we could have seen a little, like, give us something a little, like, give her a little line or something.
2: Uh, You know, now that I think about it, I feel like she may have just served her purpose. like. Mm. You know, just connecting it back to to Chala um, when he's thrown over that waterfall, mm-hmm. and you see her pain—you mm. know, a mother's pain, Shuri's pain.
0: Yeah.
2: Um. Maybe Angela's role was to demonstrate a black mother's pain when she loses her son. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what that was. You know, I I could be wrong, but like I don't know, especially in reality uh in relationship to you know what's actually happening in the world with you know the police brutality and like Trayvon Martin and things of that nature like maybe that was our moment for us to to witness like uh. wow you know yeah to like, chills i could i, I could think be that's wrong. spot on no yeah yeah that's what i get from it
1: yeah i think that you're so right on that one and yeah i mean i think that she just held such a beautiful tone with as the mother and as the, the queen and the widow and like just yeah. all of yeah. these different spaces of a lot of pride in T'Challa, but a lot of um sadness. There's a little bit I of melancholy.
2: Know, right? What about when Killmonger first gets there to the throne and um he's he's telling T'Challa he's like, Y'all are all comfortable in here. It's like two billion people in the world that need us right now. Y'all chilling in here. Um and you know, he's asking T'Challa like, Ask me who I am you know, I, I feel like this moment in general was just it was huge. Mm-hmm. Um and then, I don't know what the, what the guy's name who was sitting down. And he finally says, who are you?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
2: and Killmonger reveals himself mm-hmm. and in Africa. Like, he starts speaking in the African language. Um, I can't speak to which one it is. But he starts saying, like, I am the son of your brother. Like, yeah. you know? And she's like, no. Like, now she has to deal with the fact that her husband lied to her. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, what about that moment? Wow. After he's dead and gone, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so you lied to me. Like, why, why would you keep this from me? Mm-hmm. Angela's role had to reflect that pain, like of mm-hmm. just being, you know.
0: I gotta see it again, guys. <laughs> you
1: need to watch it. Again. I saw it twice.
2: I had to. I saw it twice. I had to really take in these different these different themes and totally. scenes and all of that. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's such a character study. There's so
2: much going on with yeah.
1: each individual. It's a lot happening. Yeah.
2: I mean, even back to the imagery of uh, when they, I completely miss this the first time, but when they're. In the very beginning, they're describing Wakanda and what it is and, you know, um, how it's thriving. And, like, while it's thriving, there was chaos in the world. That's what they say. Yeah. And you see, like, the boat and, like, uh, the slaves getting on the boat. And it's like, wow. Like, who would have thought y'all were going to put the Transatlantic slave trade in here? Mm. You know? Crazy.
1: Yeah. It didn't shy away from um, any of it, which I think is also speaks to the power of why this film is resonating so profoundly.
0: Yeah. I also really liked the scenes with the fathers when they kind of become Black Panther and then they have those flashbacks with their dads. Yeah. Those were very powerful moments to kind of see. Agreed. You know, again, the polarization of their two experiences, but then I don't think we often get to see, like, the, lo- like, masculine love in that way where yeah. they're kind of giving advice and things like that. And I think to just be able to see this stark contrast between, you know, T'Challa's beautiful, like, African, like gorgeous sunset, these, you know, very mystical yeah. moments with Michael B. Jordan sitting on a floor like in a small, yeah. tiny apartment. I thought those were really
2: powerful Agreed. expressions
0: of their individual journey.
2: Yeah. And then also just like those father-son dynamics. Um, yeah. You know, we see T'Challa the first time he goes to, to meet his father. He says, I'm, I, I'm not ready to do this without you. And then, you know, the second time where he goes back, you know, at this point, he's had a revelation. He's found out all about, like, his distant cousin and his uncle and how his father killed him. And he goes back and he's like, he has to confront his father. Like, mm-hmm. you were wrong. Yeah. You know, you were wrong to leave these people. So what a, you know, a dynamic that is to win. And witness. I'm not like, coming with you. Uh, hello. <laughs> I got go to go gotta- back <laughs> <laughs> and fix what you messed up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah
1: there's like a generation's learning from past mistakes yeah. and, and really making the effort to dig deep and, and kind of like get rid of our idols and like get rid right. of just because that's what your father did or just mm-hmm. because that's what, you know, your own blood has been doing. You don't perpetuate it. You, you
2: learn to do better. Right. Speaking of feminism. Yes.
1: <laughs> oh, I love it.
0: Yeah. Oh, so many amazing things. Um, did you guys have a favorite moment or any final thoughts or notes that we don't want to miss? Um, let's think let's just yeah let's look at everybody just everyone good. go through their notes everyone look at their
1: homework
0: <laughs> and see uh oh i loved um that the ending the very ending where the little boy is like who are you yeah, yeah. oh my god my heart broke right who we in who do you think half. that
2: is do we have any thoughts about who he could be
0: is he gonna be somebody
2: i don't know i think there's a lot of speculation though <gasps> what's Ooh. the speculation give it to us well <laughs> This was not my observation personally, but the person I was with was like, You think that's like Killmonger's son, maybe? (gasps) Like he has his hair just like him. Like you're in the same neighborhood? Who knows? Like, yeah,
0: yeah, I love it. I mean, Killmonger
2: was. We didn't know he was left behind.
0: Yeah. Love it. Oh my God, that would be great. Do we think Killmonger is dead? No.
1: I don't know. (laughs) Do we think he's there for we, good? We need more Michael B. Jordan on big screens, Facts. so I think that that's why he's not dead.
0: Maybe he'll come back. I want to see the two of them just yeah, be friends. Yeah, I could friends. do it all. I could I watch five movies about this
1: cast, which I literally never
0: say about any film. I agree. I want to alone... see their dynamic. I want to see oh, yeah. Michael B.
1: Jordan fall in love with somebody. I want to see it all. Um, switching gears a little bit, while you were telling me before we went live on the mics that you have started a blog.
2: Oh, I have. Tell us a little bit about that. So my blog is called (laughs) spodyodyblackgirl.com. Phenomenal. So I have a tendency to post these really long, emotional posts on Facebook. And I've been thinking about doing a blog, but... um, I couldn't remember how to build my website. To be quite honest, I took media <laughs> in college, but I like completely forgot everything. And so my line sister, I'm an AKA. My line sister texts me and she's like, "When are you gonna just like start a blog?" And I'm like I've been thinking about it. She's like, "I'll do it for you" because that's what she does now. Mm-hmm. And so um, we just we started to get it off the ground so that I can really go back to expressing myself. I sing also, so I've kind of like included that piece there. But like the blog is really for me to be um, as expressive and educational as I can. Like I said, like I love Black culture. Um, And speaking to my African-American studies and women's studies classes, I just learned so much about life and like why we do the things we do and why we have the certain expectations that we do not only about black people, but women. Um, And that's something that I'm very um, I have an opinion on. And not only do I have an opinion, but I also want to educate others so that they can, you know, get. A little bit more perspective on, you know, and, and begin to think why they, why they have some of the thoughts and ideals that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's what my blog is about.
1: Amazing. I think that's so inspiring. You told me that, like, a little bit
2: earlier, and I was yeah. like, Thanks for Four. mentioning it.
1: <laughs> of course. I think that's so cool, well, too. Well, you guys
2: are also very inspirational, like, film directors, Oprah. Come on. <laughs> like, who's associated with Oprah? That is cool. Hey, Auntie O.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is something that, like, we talk about this all the time, Erin, is, like, the paying it forward and the, like, bringing women into feminism. And and because there is such a thing about when you first start coming into it, you're very angry and you don't have the vocabulary to articulate why you're angry or Absolutely. why you're upset or why that doesn't sit with you or why, you know, there's just a lot of emotion there. So I think it's so cool that your focus of the blog is to give people that vocabulary, that context about why they might be feeling the way they're feeling. Yeah. Yeah, And
0: I think storytelling is just – that's the power of it too because, Mm -hmm. you know, we've seen through Dream Girl, you know, we have um, an 83-year-old black woman in the film named Clara Villarosa. She ran the Human Bookstore in Harlem. And I sat on a panel maybe two years ago with a Republican representative who said she's my favorite character in the movie because when you bear witness to people's authentic stories, you just connect naturally with what resonates with you. Right. So it really doesn't matter. And now that we're creating –
2: you know, we have these opportunities to be able to blog, you know, Mm -hmm. and to put these voices out there. It's so transformative. Right. And even speaking to feminism, I have to also mention womanism, which kind of came from feminism in a sense. Um, It it really highlights the plight of black women as well, who have kind of been left out traditionally in feminism because feminism as we all know is what everybody should aspire to be because if you're a feminist then you want to help everybody
0: yeah absolutely that's
2: why both women and men should be a part of it but if we look at the history of it um sometimes those stories have also been left out and so as a black woman my plight is also to include those stories and i love that you've done that with dream girl yeah,
0: thank you Thanks, gals. This was great. Yeah, oh, man. Was. I love it all.
2: Thank you so, so much nice. for having me. Of
0: course. Of course. And where – so what's the name of the blog again? And how it's, can people find you? Anything yes, else you want to blog? Yes,
2: absolutely. It's spodieotieblackgirl.com. It's S-P-O-T-T-I-E-O-T-T-I-E blackgirl.com. And if you want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter, it's spodieotiebg.
1: Love it. Thank you so much Thanks for so being much here. Today. Thank this you. Was awesome. This is great. <laughs> Happy Feminist Wednesday. Happy Feminist Wednesday. Hey. <laughs>
2: city king of my country king of my homeland king of the filthy king of the fallen we living again king of the shooters looters boosters and ghettos popping king of the past present future
0: The ache within is black and bitter.
1: A thousand frantic shadows scream and chant bitterly.
0: I sleep on a lake of a thousand diamonds.
1: You were 12?
0: Yeah, I was way ahead of my time. Fair enough. Tune in. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production.